Hello and welcome to the Raider Power Podcast. I'm Ryan and with me as always is my man Moss. How you doing today, partner? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Oh, I'm just ready for this podcast. Let's get after it. Woo! Cracking a cold one. So, Chris, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, my name is Chris Moss. I am uh, from Lubbock, Texas, born and raised. What about you? I'm Ryan Darty. I'm from Boston, Mass, born and raised. Boston, Massachusetts, you say? I am. But, but uh, why don't you tell the folks why you're a tech fan there, Chris? Yeah, all I can remember as a child, you know, growing up, is, uh, you know, going to tech games on Saturday, go heading over to the Jones, you know, tailgating with my family and our friends. Sounds nice. Drink my first beer at a tech game. That's huge. Was it a Coors Light? It was a Coors Light. Oh, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, now, what about you? Uh, well, mainly you brainwashed me about five years ago. Uh, we went to Northeastern University, and we didn't have a football team. And uh, growing up, huge football guy, you know, played it my whole life, and really was jonesing, I get it, like the stadium. Oh, I love uh, that. Yeah, yeah, for uh, some football action. Met you, and here you are, watching every Tech game, throwing some change on it, and I said, I think I want to get in on this action. Throwing too much change. But sometimes not enough. For me, it was that, and then here I find out the head coach is Cliff Kingsbury, ex-Tom Brady back out. Beautiful. Absolute man rocket. Absolute What's not unit. to love? And then... Beyond that, we got Danny Amendola, another Patriot. That's true. Just digging into my Boston roots, making me love tech more and more. And the best part about him might be, you know, it doesn't feel like joining a bandwagon because you never know what you're going to get. I know, well, you're going to get a lot of points, but you're going to get a lot of points scored on you. Well, you know, we take pride in West Texas from taking in anybody and everybody. So you're welcome to be here. Well, I appreciate that greatly. Along from the Red Raider ride. <laughs> Guns up, baby. Hopefully you don't catch that Raider rash. <laughs> that, that's why I haven't gone to Lubbock yet. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> going off of that. Let's, off the cuff! Uh, let's, let's talk about actual tech. Alright, let's get into it. Uh, I think the best place to start is probably what happened last season. Last season, man. Watching last season was like having a heart attack. Your blood pressure is spiking, and then it's dropping. We had a lot of games. Uh, I can remember a few, you know, us playing Oklahoma State. You really saw Nick Sheminak fly, throwing the deep ball. But classic Red Raider fashion, choking in the end with some terrible kicking. Um, the extra points and the field goals drove me absolutely yeah, the crazy. Yeah, go- the field goals last year I guess it's really the really little bad. things were terrible. The little things and the defense, of course. Um you know, in the K-State game, we had a chance to win in regulation. Uh, went into OT, lost that mm-hmm. game. Should have won that game. I mean, I, I feel like I'm just harping on it in the past two. I mean, shit. When was the last time Cliff won eight games since his first season? I mean, he did first it. First season. First season. Yeah, he yeah. went 7-0. and Couldn't finish some easy games. And we, we did win that bowl game against Arizona State, but... Uh, I mean, Cliff has got to be under the gun this season. This is a big season for him, that's for this sure. This is a big season for but, him, and I think it's a big season for David Gibbs and the defense. The, the um, reason I think that, you know, he's still there, number one, man rocket. Number yeah, two. Uh, Absolute like, unit. Those, that 7-7 seven and seven regular season last year, it shouldn't have been 7-7. Seven and seven. It, it could have been 4-and-whatever. whatever. But it also could have been, like, 10-4. and four. It could Easily. have been 10 There were so many games that they lost at the last second that is just absolutely no need for. No. That it just drives you up a wall being a fan watching every Saturday just to get your heart ripped from you. But then, I mean, that's why you love them. 
That's why you gotta love them. I mean, let's let's go more high level. Pros cons last year. What were the pros? Pros was the offense. We saw you know Nick Shimanek step up, take over Pat Mahomes' uh, realms when he went into the NFL. Big shoes to fill. It massive and showed that uh, you know he can compete at a high level. I would say another pro was uh, the takeaways and the turnovers. I think mm-hmm. we were ranked top in the Big 12, at least top five in the country. Um, love seeing Justice Parker. Love seeing Justice Parker. I love seeing Dakota Allen. He's a ball hawk for sure. He's a first-round uh, first draft in this year's Last NFL chance draft. you guy. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the new one? I haven't watched any of them, to be honest. I just know he's in it. There's another uh, former Hurts new tech player. Sc- Hurts a new school, though. It is a new show. Yeah, I don't know. If, uh, I'm not, I have to start with the first one. The coach is like an absolute gangbanger. Well, more pros. I think something that I really loved seeing was the development of a run game. Yeah, that's I true. I mean, I definitely didn't see that the past few years. No. And this year, you know, you had a like a three-headed attack back there. Yeah. You had the speed. You had the power. You had everything. And it was really nice to see, you know, they're still lining up in that gun constantly, you know. Uh, what is it? Fucking air raid offense. Air raid. But... They still have the run option. When they needed it, they could grind up the clock. They could start on a first down, establish a run game, open up the lanes for Shimanick, let him let the ball fly to QT. Also, I mean, there was definitely a great receiver core to back up the throwing. Uh, the system offense, when I mean, the system offense is it is a bit of a system. The the air raid, you get a quarterback with a big arm back there that can make a decision, and you're good. But that run game really bolstered that offense and kind of gave them a ground floor to start from. Yeah, yeah, especially on the first downs. Not always leaning on my homes to make a play. But I was going to say, yes, that's a pro that a run game was so good last year. Um, but, you know, we've had good running backs. Yep. We've had DeAndre Washington. That's true. Plays on the Raiders right now. Don't know if you've heard of him. <laughs> Maybe once or uh, twice. A couple other things I would say about the pros that you said. I mean, yes, the run game, but a massive con was fumbles. That's true. I, I mean, think he, in that Oklahoma State game, Nisby might have fumbled on the one-yard line. Yeah. You know he did it once. He might have done it twice. That's the thing. We were getting takeaways. We were giving them right back. We were giving back. them right back. I remember in the – I think it was also in the Oklahoma State game, uh, we got an interception, and then Sheminek comes out, gets one deflected, gets picked off, next play. So I think we have to go back to what you were saying about the little things. I mean, the little things make the biggest difference in the game. Massive difference. I mean, it's just those small mistakes that make a play going from, you know, it's second and ten, and someone drops a pass, and instead of having third and short, you got third and long. Then you got to try to go for a long ball again. Then all of a sudden, you're giving the ball back way sooner than you should be. So, I think going into this new season, 2019, um, you know, some takeaways you can get from the 2018 season is, one, we don't have to rely on the quarterback. No, no. And that's a, that is a big deal for this year because there's a three-way QB competition right now. Um, and none of it looks great. Not does not look great. We were we were really hoping that Duffy was going to step up, mature, and become that man. He looked great out of high school, but he's got limited play time. You've got Carter, the lefty. He played a little bit against uh, Texas. I was um, not impressed. I was not impressed. Was his name McCabe? No. <laughs> what was no. that kid? McCabe. He also did not impress me. <laughs> I don't know who McCabe is. You, I, the quarterback. I think we should find someone else to do up. this uh, podcast. I'm pulling out McCabe. 
No, McLean, McLean, McLean McKay, what the fuck's the difference? It was McLean Carter. Either way, it's a nickname, but he wasn't playing that good. Yeah, he's the guy that looks like a turtle in, the, <laughs> yeah. in his jersey. McLean McKay, but Yeah, he started that game against Texas. Um, he he did hold his own, but Texas was not playing great in that start of the game. And the only reason they won is that Shimonet came in, threw two dimes, and uh, got that win. But um, we, we were all thinking Duffy was going to be the guy... Um, until that arrest, I know that he was looking Not pretty great. good in the training camp, and then uh, I heard in the last few weeks he hasn't looked the same. But Cliff is going to have a big uh, decision when it comes to the QB this year. A couple other takeaways is I think our defense is getting better. I was going to bring that up. I mean, what was it, three or three preseason all-Big 12 defensive choices? Yeah. I mean, Dakota Allen, of course. Of course. Justice Parker, love to see that absolute grit ball going out there, picking <laughs> off the ball left and right. and getting Justice some... grit ball. Justice Trademark. grit ball. And then uh, Jeffries. Yeah. Shout out Jeffries giving the podcast a follow on Instagram, by the way. We appreciate you. I hope you're listening. But, um, no, having that defense, having you know a few players that can go out, lead the defense. Dakota Allen can be out there acting as a coach in the field. And also, you got guys going after the ball. I mean, like you said, takeaways before, but just – seeing that defense evolve from a defense where you're not surprised they let up 50 points a game. Just big to, plays. To, to giving the offense a chance. Yeah. You know, yeah, they might still let up 21, 28 a game, but that's that keeps you in it. I mean, you never would feel comfortable on a third and 20 no. when, when you're watching the Red Raiders play because you know that they were susceptible to the long ball. But Have, having those D-backs now. Last year, we've got some mature players. I think we've got a captain with Dakota Allen. I think it was really big for the other players to be able to watch him um, transform on last chance you going from his arrest when uh, he was stealing guns and hiding him in his dorm room to to the man that he is now. Um, Big difference. Massive difference. And you can see it in his play. So I think heading into the 2019 season, we're going to see a totally different ball club. Um, number one, with the QB just being up in the air right now. Can't, can't rely on it like you did before. But, but from last year, like we were saying, is they've got a, you know three really good running backs. And I think Nisby really will shine this year. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see a big back make some big plays. Um, but it's all going to come down to what has David Gibbs been able to do in the offseason and really put together a solid defense. Because they're good. They're good at takeaways. They're good at interceptions. But they still let up big plays, and they still let up plays that lost them a lot of those close games. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, like we're saying, we got quarterback troubles. But at the same time, you know, I said earlier, it's almost kind of a system offense with that air raid offense. And, you know, yeah, but where you, the, are the receivers? Plays, well, the plays, where are receivers? It's, I'm talking about the playbook. The playbook is going to get people open, and you just have to make the right decision. Okay. I mean, that's, that's how it's designed. You have people flying all over the field. It's hurry up. As long as you can make smart decisions and control the offense, you got a chance. Yeah, the receivers, it really hurts losing Cantrell, QT. I mean, those two guys were absolute monsters. That's why they're both in the NFL now. But, I mean, Vasher's got absolute height. We're forgetting Derek Willies also. Derek Willies, he's gone. Derek Willies made some big yeah, plays yeah. fast. Yeah, I mean, Vasher's got the height, though. You know, that's a deep, that's a how many that's passes, threat. How many passes did you see from him? I mean, the ball wasn't going to him. It was going to QT and Cantrell. He's got to put on some weight. I know, but I mean, if you're in the red zone and you're throwing jump balls, it's a great target. Hmm. I mean, and and there's still going to be speed on the outside. You know Tech's going to have some absolute speedsters on the outside. They always do. All right, so just our takeaways from last season, heading into the new season. 
Um, what do you see the Red Raiders doing this year, win-loss-wise? Uh, I, you know, I want to see them get back to a bowl, but I think it's going to be a grind. Because, like we said, like it's a different-looking team from what we're used to. So, it's hard to predict, but, uh, I mean, I would just, I, I'm looking for hopefully 500, maybe a game or two above, but I can't see them being much more of a threat than that. Well, I mean, we got the first game against Ole Miss. We're going to be there. We're, we are going to be there. Stay tuned, guys. That's we will be, be live. I'm at... bringing the mic. <laughs> We're bringing the mic, guys. Hopefully get some interviews. In, Probably not. Into the Marriott. But, yeah. I mean, I mean, we got that Ole Miss game. We got Lamar. We got Houston at home this year. Uh, I could see us going 3-0 and in those games. And Houston, then we got, Houston's no joke, though. They're no joke. We got the Oklahoma State game at Oklahoma State. They also lost Mason Randolph, so their QB decision. I mean, then we got West Virginia at home. Will Greer, we know he can light it up. TCU away. Kansas at home, we win that. Iowa State away. Oklahoma at home. Texas Texas at home, who we've dominated the past couple years. I will say the schedule with who we play on the road and who we play at home, it's helpful. It's very helpful. I'm, I'm looking at it. I could see us winning eight, nine Nine games. I mean, that, I I'm, that. I'm saying I'm going to go out and make a prediction right now that Tech wins nine games. Nine games? I and mean, finishes, that's a bowl. And finishes top three in the Big 12. I mean, I would love to see it. I think I'm a little bit more conservative. I'm thinking more seven, eight games. But, I mean, either way, that's get into a bowl by the skin of your teeth, but that's what you want to see. The team get to a bowl, get a bowl W, and help Cliff keep its job. I mean, what, it, what it's going to come down to is, is the little things, and I think we've talked about that. Hopefully, the, this past off season, the players are turning. I mean, I will say that I, I think that the little things, those close games, we will have some more victories because that defense has so much more mature and is returning all of those important players, those star players, and the running game is still there to fuck it. I'm going up. I'm I'm up. Ten, eleven games. Ten, eleven, 10, 11 Ryan. games. Yeah, no, I'm talking myself into it right now. This is classic tech fan. This is what happens. But I, I'm in thinking about it. Realistically, I think that it's just a such a more mature team. Although we'll have a more immature quarterback, some say that's an important position, you know. But um, I mean, we've seen Cliff develop QBs. Though. I mean, that's true. Shimanek only started one year. One year. I mean, he was a senior, but still, it was one year. And not not taking anything away from Shimanek, but if you were just looking at pure talent, Duffy's got the talent. Duffy has more talent. Shimanek was. He was a sound decision maker. Yeah, had a big enough arm, mm-hmm. and he had a big arm. I mean, yeah, he had a big arm. I won't take that away from Nick. Nick was slow in the pocket, though. Yeah, really slow. I think we could have won a few games if he could scramble better. I mean, so used to it when you had Mahomes. It was. I mean, we were spoiled. I mean, I and mean, also, I would like to say, like, hopefully that you know the football team at Tech gets a little pissed off about them not competing at a level that the basketball team. Did last oh, year. the basketball! I could do a whole podcast on the basketball team. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? Is yeah. that we are known as a football school? We I, came from you know Mike Leach, two in the country, you know packing the Jones mm-hmm. every single Saturday, and the basketball team at United Speed Arena. You could go in there. You can buy a front row ticket for twenty bucks. And now all of a sudden, I mean, elite eight basketball elite team. Eight. Top 10 in the country for a good stretch of the end of the season. Competing for a Big 12 title. When was the last time the football team competed for a Big 12 title? Yeah, exactly. I mean, also, the the football team, we got, what, three guys, four guys in the NFL from last year? Yeah. 
and the basketball team has three guys in the NBA from last year, and one of them was a lottery pick. Exactly. Like it's. I mean, think about the size of the rosters to have four of the football team as well as your go-to sport, and then three basketball guys make it. And one was a freshman lottery pick. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you got to think. You got to think the football team is number one. They're supportive of the basketball team. Don't don't take me wrong. Oh on yeah. That. But also a little pissed off because they came there to be a football school, and all the fans are there to be a they're, football school. They're used to being the big dogs, and I don't think they want to lose that. No, not at all. I mean, I think that we should switch it up right here, though. You know, we, we got through the takeaways. Is, that I don't a, want to is turn, it time? I don't want to turn it into a full-blown Texas Tech basketball podcast out of, out of nowhere. I feel like I'm ranting. Exactly. We're going on and on. So I think we're going to go to one of our first segments. First this segment. Is, this is uh, actually going to be our first segment of the entire podcast. Oh, and I, for one, am excited about it. We I'm call, pumped. We, I'm juiced. Oh, boy, I'm jazzed up. But we call this one... I'm catching Raider Rash just thinking about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yuck. <laughs> we call this one Cliff Notes. Ooh, baby. Ooh, Cliffy. All right, so we just want to take a little bit of time out one, of every one podcast. One second. Do you yeah? think he's getting better looking? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean... I thought I was the only one. No, I think the whole world sees that. <laughs> I mean, the, he has matured... But stayed so young looking. He, I mean, he looks like he could put on the pads right now and suit up. I would love to see him suit up. I would love to see him suit up too. Oh my god! Maybe Get that will be our starting QB. I hope he still got a little Cliff bit. Of, Kingsbury. He has any uh, eligibility left? I I'm not sure. I'm gonna go with probably a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Cliff is all time. I think we all know that uh, he's all time. He is. I mean, he was an unbelievable Red Raider quarterback. Unbelievable. You ever see him play back in Lubbock? I did. Please do tell. Oh, man. Cliff Kingsbury coming in. I, I will always remember him at the Jones looking great in his 16, you know, number 16 uni, throwing dimes. Now, that guy could move around the pocket. If we're going to talk about intelligence this year, and that's something that all of our QBs need to pick up on, mm-hmm. he's got it. He's yep. got high football IQ. I mean, think about it. he's high running this offense. High quarterback I mean, IQ. he's running this offense now and developing quarterbacks left and the right. He's got his past two made the NFL. Exactly. Um, I mean, just watching Cliff was great. I was a young kid. Um, I mean, he was a great player. And I think he's a great coach. Uh, hopefully, you know, the AD sees what I, I do. You know, basically what he's had to do is take a program that was so dominant for such a long time and then burn, crash and burn under Tuberville, mm-hmm. and then rebuild and rebuild. I, you know, I think the fans might have gotten a little too excited um, after his first year when they won that seven in a row. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Jay Samara was there. Yeah, there there were some great players on that team. And also, when you think and about also it, their strength of schedule was so easy at the beginning yeah. of the year. Also, I, I think you think you need to take away from it. when you rebuild a college program, it's a lot different than thinking about rebuilding a pro program because when you're rebuilding a pro program. You know, you come in last place, you come on the bottom of the barrel, you get a high draft pick. You yeah. get a high draft pick in every round. Now you get all these young kids bolstering your team. Yeah. Not only that, you can just go out, spend money, and get free agents. Yeah. When you're going and turning around a college program, all you have is selling yourself and selling your school. Exactly. And when your school's been in the barrel for a little bit, and you need to tell everyone, like, no, we're going back to dominance, we're going back to where we've been before, and the reason is because I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do. You have to build from the ground up. You have to sell yourself. You have to sell the school. And that's a longer process, and we're seeing it come to fruition now. You know, we're making bowl games again. But, I mean, uh, people need to give Cliff, definitely give him his respect. I, I also want people to think about, you know, just how difficult the Texas Tech head coach position is. We're not Texas. 
We no. know that. We're not Oklahoma. Don't we know be. that too. Don't yeah, want to be. I don't want to be either. Um, but what you've seen him and the AD do is build first-class facilities and attract talent that would have gone to Texas, out in, Oklahoma. Out in the West Texas oil fields. Out in the West Texas oil fields where, you know, I think growing up the number one Italian restaurant in all of Lubbock was uh, no other than Olive Garden. Hey, when you're there, you're family. When you're, <laughs> when you're there, you're family. Well, as good as the breadsticks are. Um, Don't sleep on the soup and salad. you, you got to really charm the players to going to a school that is in a an area that doesn't get as much attention as Texas and Austin or in Norman at Oklahoma or even TCU or Baylor in the recent years. So getting quality players has been difficult. Uh, you know, that's what Mike Leach was so good at was getting these players and then being able to build a system around them and be able to compete with the big dogs. And, I mean, look at, look, just look at Kansas. Look at that rebuilding. That was crazy. You, I mean, for the Kansas fans out there, I feel for you. I really do. And I feel for the whole town of Lawrence. I mean, if you look at the stadium participation, it's it's little to nothing. But at the Jones, We're even full. even with a 5 and 6, 6 and 6, I think he went 4 and 8 one season. It's packed. Cuz there's always a lot of belief in the team, and I think that comes from Cliff being the coach. That being said, I think this is the year for Cliff, if he doesn't get his act together, he could be gone. I think his seat's real hot right now. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it's just about as hot as he is. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> that's a goddamn scorcher. But Unit. Oh, my God. But, I mean, yeah, it's a hot seat for sure. Uh, he hasn't had the best performance while expectations have been high. But I think the school kind of sees that, understands that a little bit more than maybe the fans do. And your casual watcher is saying, why the fuck isn't Texas Tech... You know, if we start off the season real hot, just like last year, why aren't we staying beating all these teams? Yeah. I think the school might understand that a little bit more. Yeah. So I think if he goes another 500 season, he's not gone. I think he's got another. You think it's 500? I don't think so. I, I, don't, I think if he gets to 500, makes another bowl game. I think, put it this way, if he makes another bowl game, he's got another year. I even think if, it's if a he low wins one. another bowl game, he's there. I mean, yeah. Because his that salary, think about it, dude. His salary is three mil plus. Yeah, but if you're a school that wants to stay a high tier and you're firing a coach like Cliff to try to get someone better, those salaries aren't going down. They're not going down. But for that for that amount of money, we could definitely get the guy from Last Chance U. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy that you called a gangbanger earlier? Oh, he is a gangbanger. <laughs> I, I, want... op- I think he openly admits that he, he's a gangbanger. Yeah, I think the team's going to take a hard stance on that one. <laughs> okay. But, I mean... This is enough Cliff talk. We don't want to exhaust it all in one episode because, no. I mean, let's get into our, our next Wait, let, let's no? let's go back a little bit. Okay, let's say okay. what you're expecting from Cliff this year and what is going to make him lose his job. All right, so what I'm expecting from Cliff is him to do something that's going to be very difficult and it's going to surprise a lot of people, mm. which is take one of these quarterbacks mm. who is untested, unproven, Young. I hope it's Duffy. I hope it's Duffy, too. I just don't want... I mean, I want to see him scrambling back I don't want that turtle McClain Carter out there. You mean McCabe? Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, no. No, you got my head twisted. (laughs) His name's McClain, you're right. (laughs) But, uh, no. He's going to take one of these untested quarterbacks, and, you know, you're going to see at the start of the season, this kid's going to be nervous, and we're going to be relying more on the run, like we said before. And I think by the end of the season, it's going to be another Texas Tech quarterback. 
I think that's what we're going to see from Cliff this year. You know, he's going to be managing the offense per usual. He's going to be turning one of these kids into a Texas Tech quarterback that's putting up the points and getting us to where we need to be to win games. And I think it's I think it's going to be something extremely impressive. We're all going to be in awe at the development of the quarterback from the start to the end of the season. Mm. Now, what I think would get him fired? Yeah. Uh, not making a bowl game. Simple as that. Okay. All right. I don't think he's got to win it. I would like to see him win it, especially after last year. But he doesn't have to. I think he just get into it. He's got another year. I don't think that buys him a lot of time. It buys him a year. Okay, what's he going to do in that next year? It seems like the AD has just said, okay, Cliff, get us to 6-6. Six and six. This is what it's been since 2013. I, I don't think he's put any strict rules in. To be, no. to be honest, to be frankly honest, I think we're being a little too friendly with Cliff. And that definitely comes from him playing there. The city loves him. He brings in a lot of notoriety from... Brings in a lot of girls. He, he might. He might. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I, I think this year what we're going to expect from Cliff is uh, something similar to the Davis Webb, Mayfield, and uh, Mahomes situation when it comes to the QB. Uh, you know, a three QB competition for the starting job, which, you know, I remember going to the games and seeing Mayfield, you know, as much as I hate that guy. Um, I like him. Whatever. I remember I remember the pressure coming from Davis Webb and Mahomes to perform. He played really well. So I think this could be a learning year for Duffy. I think he could come in and say, you know, this is my last chance. You. You. For you to really shine. Because he's been sitting there I, for two years with high expectations. I, I want to so. point one thing out, though. Yeah. You know, you say... The, the Mayfield-Mahomes-Webb competition, right? Yeah, those are all three those NFL Those are three quarterbacks. NFL quarterbacks. That ain't talking about the Bowman-McLean-Duffy competition. You can't compare those two. Yeah, it's the same situation, the same uh, decision he has to make, but he isn't dealing with, oh, which one of these NFL-caliber quarterbacks do I pick? That's, that's very true. But I, I do see a lot of talent in our three QBs this year, and I think he's going to have to figure that out. I also see Cliff going to a real run-heavy game this year um i was really impressed last year with nibsby i think he comes in and really outperforms um our other running backs this year and we can see a real run heavy game and i also see him putting a lot more pressure on david gibbs to perform because we're not Mm going to be able to be putting up 50 60 70 points i think we're going to have to rely on the defense a little bit more um and i think again i think if cliff doesn't come in and says hey this year we're not only going to go to a bowl game, we're going to go to a good bowl game. Nine wins. I would love Eight, that. Eight, nine wins. And we're going to win the bowl game. Simple as that. Or I think he's fired. I think he's gone. That's pretty tough. I think so. All right. Let's move on. I don't want to bash Cliff anymore. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our first episode of Cliff Notes. <laughs> and you know they'll be coming back. They'll be coming back every uh, episode. The next... We're going to go right into another segment, actually. And uh, now, uh, uh, thank you to our podcast first sponsor, uh, Lubbock Bowling Alley. When you're here, it's always a strike. Um, and, and finally, for our last segment of the day, oh, I'd man. like to talk about a couple Raiders in the NFL. Let's hear it, Ryan. Well, I want to start off with a guy who I got to watch for the past few years in New England, um, a guy who always made massive plays in the playoffs mm. and in the Super Bowls, mm. my man Danny Amendola. Let's give it up. Um, let's give it up for our guy, Danny Amendola. It's tough to see him go, but we love to see him leave. <laughs> Mainly his girlfriend, but you know. 
how it is. Hey, Danny Amendola. Give it up. Danny Amendola, uh, it was great to see him in New England. I hope he does great in Miami. I hope he doesn't do too good because they're in our division. But, you know, as long as he has a great season, their team still comes in second in the AFC East. I'm fine with it. Um, but, you know, Danny, he was on the team before I was really a Tech fan. Hmm. So I became a fan of him because he was on my New England Patriots, and he's actually one of the reasons why I became a Tech fan. But you want to give a little uh, shout-out to him while he was in the, the red and black? You know, I'd love to, but first it's time for a cold one. Cold light. Watching Amendola attack reminded me of watching Wes Welker attack. Small guy, tons of grit, makes big plays, supportive of his teammates. Bangs hot chicks. Cold one. Um, <laughs> might have to edit that part out, Brian. No. Um, <laughs> love to see him play. Uh, let's move on to our next and favorite Red Raider in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. Oh wow! I can't wait. Oh boy, am I excited to watch Pat out there? Start, like they they got rid of Alex Smith. They are absolutely dedicated to Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes and shout out Steal the Pit. Love your Instagram. Oh my God, he's um, great. I I'm so confident in Pat Mahomes this year. I think he's developed into what we're going to see is a high quality NFL quarterback. And he's got some weapons around and him. And he's got some weapons around him. And we're going to see long balls from the Chiefs, which we haven't seen before. Not these safe drop-down passes. We're going to be seeing long balls. I think it's going to be an exciting year to be a Chiefs fan, which I am declaring that I am now a Chiefs fan. That's uh, on record, Ryan. I can't just flip-flop in between NFL teams. So anymore. for those of you that don't know, Chris is a big flip-flopper. But when it comes to NFL, that is. And uh, I'm holding them to this, and so are all of you. And my bet of $500 on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, that will pay off handsomely if Mahomes can do what we think he can. Mahomes. Uh, I'm still a Patriots fan, but I am also a Mahomes fan. So I'll love to see you guys in the AFC Championship. However, Tom needs another. Let's talk about some recent draft picks in the NFL. Let's talk about you know Nick Shimanek over at the Chargers. Well, let's talk about how he's with one of his old Red Raider teammates. Cantrell's on the Chargers, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot that Cantrell was yeah. on there. Wow. Huh, I saw him working out with Patrick Mahomes recently on his mm-hmm. Instagram. I think Nick Shemanek is going to prove everyone wrong again and stick on the team. I think he could be a second, third string uh, backup for I sure. I absolutely do. And, you know, Philip Rivers is getting up there in age. It would I would love to see this turn to something where Shemanek's a backup, I don't know, three more years while Philip still has something in the tank. Might have to get a Shemanek jersey. And then if Shemanek can develop, if Shemanek can do basically what he did behind Mahomes and turn to a starting level quarterback, I would love to see... You know, a few years down the road, Shimonek to Cantrell once again. I would just like to see Shimonek play in a game over his career. One game. That's all I'm asking he for. He will. I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, we'll see him in preseason this year. I mean, that dude... That'll will, be the first test. Did you know that guy, paid, he did not have a scholarship when he transferred over from Iowa. He used to build furniture with yes, his girlfriend I did. to pay for school. It is. I mean, he chose to leave his scholarship to come to Tech. Yeah, he he had a scholarship. He had a scholarship. He at came Iowa. back to Tech because that's where he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to see some of this furniture. <laughs> Let's get a piece. Uh, I wonder if what, what it's probably like Nick Shemenek. If you're listening to this, can we get an original Shemenek? It doesn't even have to be a big piece. Just like a nightstand table. It doesn't even have to be an original. Can you just buy it from IKEA and send it to us? Please build it first. Uh, it doesn't even have to be built. I'll just uh, take you buying it. Chris won't build it if you give it to him. I will not build it. Let's move on to Kiki Kuti, last year's big weapon wide receiver. I think he is on the Houston Texans. Yes, and what 
I am really excited to see him do. You know, I don't know. Texans He's have great some receivers. Texans have Texans have Will Fuller in the slot. Okay, you know, well they, we'll they, see him they, make some returns. They, that's what I was sure. about to say. He's gonna get his first start on kick returns. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be a lower, you know, depth chart receiver, but he's gonna get on the field. And I mean, we went to that game last year in Dallas, that neutral side game, Texas Baylor, and what happened on the opening kickoff? Boom, QT end zone. And I don't think that's gonna stop in the NFL. I don't think so either. I think he's gonna be him and Mahomes, both gonna be on the field. Obviously, Mahomes a little bit more, mm-hmm. but we're both gonna, we're gonna get to see two of those guys that we loved watching back in the red and black playing in the NFL. Absolutely. And um, you know what? I think that this just about wraps up what we want to get through in the first episode. Um, I would also like to see Davis Webb play for the Giants this year. The Giants are a joke. Davis Webb is probably better than Eli Manning. We'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm just gonna bring in Davis Webb because I think he deserves a little. Attention. Well, we'll get to a couple other Raiders in the NFL uh, in next week's episode, and I think we're going to do a big highlight on Crabtree next week because, you know, he made some memorable plays not only in the red and black but also in the NFL in the past couple seasons. Don't get your chain snatched. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> you know, so next episode, that's a little teaser, but what else to expect is we're going to hop into some more of our regular content, so not necessarily our history, but... Really, what's going on in camp? Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of... A lot's going on in a, camp. A lot's going on in camp, and we uh, got to cover all of it. You know, we're getting into some specific position-by-position, player-by-player analysis. We dove a little bit into it today, but we're going to really break down the roster. We might know more about the QB position in a week's time. Well, honestly, we might. we're getting close to the kickoff. But then we're going to explain kind of what happened in the preseason, you know, in the spring games and everything that's going on, and how these guys actually performed in the new roster. Um... But I, I think that that's about it. So, you know, we'll get into our segments and we'll shout out our sponsors. But other than that, that's what you should expect. All right. Uh, so I'm Ryan. And I'm Chris. And this has been the Raider Power Podcast. Guns up, baby. Guns up. Guns up.